second. India have won the Test match. India have won the series. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the 81 All Out podcast. This is your host Siddhartha Vaidyanathan and uh, I'm here joined today by the regular crew Mahesh, Ashoka and Kartikeya. I'll link all their uh, Twitter handles, I'll link Kartikeya's Substack, I'll link some of the articles um, that are relevant to what we are discussing. Um so yeah, here we are to talk about the week that was in the World Cup, the 2023 World Cup which uh, is depending on where you uh, you know your view on who maybe who you support or generally what we have been watching could either be like a really boring world cup or it could be like a great world cup that's just uh, had a fantastic week uh, either way uh, we are here to talk about uh, india versus england australia new zealand south africa pakistan uh, netherlands pulled off a fine win against bangladesh and then there were a few other games along the way that uh, we will touch upon might uh, i mean there are various other talking points uh, we, we can get uh, as controversial as we want in the spectrum by going into babar azam's whatsapp chats and all if you want but i think uh, we may as regular listeners of this podcast would know we will generally tend to avoid such, that topic uh, ashoka notwithstanding and uh, there was also this huge uproar about umpire's call as there is every every like third week anyway or third day anyway so yeah we could we could talk uh, not about that so but anyway first starting off with um, india versus england comprehensive 100 run victory for india which is a little strange to say given that they scored only 229 but england have um, been in the slump throughout the tournament their batting seems to uh, c- cannot just <laughs> recover from wherever whatever position it is in currently and they're trying i mean to be fair to them i know that uh, yesterday's batting uh, performance has received a lot of flack and a lot of criticism and people have you know singled out uh, ben stokes for the shot that he played and joe root for you know missing a straight one all all that i get it but i mean i think england are still trying to be as attacking as what uh it sort of uh, the team the, uh, the attacking mode that made them the team that they were the great team that they were but uh, um, at some point of time i think you the uh, great teams eventually have that shelf life and maybe it is the end of that or maybe it is just one tournament where they're having this really bizarre sort of combination of factors coming together to make them bat this way anyway whatever way it is uh, india have been awesome against uh, all opposition i mean apart from new zealand who came little close to uh, you know sort of who came who did challenge them but uh, their bowling yesterday was just uh, <laughs> exceedingly good on in those conditions and uh, you know bumrah shami and this was like a test uh, attack i mean a test bowling performance for me and to see that and seriously good fast bowling i mean and shami length on that lucknow pitch i don't think any team can handle that at any point of time anyway bringing all you guys in mahesh go for it sorry forgot great innings great 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 innings, innings. Ah, go great for innings. it <laughs> and, I, and i'm so happy so happy that they gave the man of the match award to him just to piss off kartikeya and so giving it to shami or bumrah 
yet again a batsman got it usually i'm on kd side but if if the batsman happens to be rohit i have a lot of time for it especially given the rich vein of form that he's been in uh so while, while i was watching the match like it's it's become like a reasonably routine thing nowadays right like i mean kd kind of highlighted this difference quite beautifully in one of the earlier uh, episodes that there are instinctive batsmen and there are problem solving batsmen and this sort of problem solving aspect of rohit's batting comes out every time you know we play on a tricky pitch right one he's able to assess the nature of the pitch pretty early and and essentially on a pitch like this it happened in the chennai test as well against in england when we played during covid the moment he senses that it's going to be a tricky pitch where the ball is not coming onto the bat he tries to sort of front load as much of it as possible and score against the pacers and uh, and not just that he he works out a, a range of shots that he thinks is ideal for this this kind of wicket and he goes on to play it like you know even though he's he hasn't been playing all those shots in the previous matches he has the he he has the confidence to go for it and he executes it so well right so i i enjoyed watching the rohit innings immensely i was a bit surprised at the fact that the indian batsmen kept on like trying to score boundaries like even low percentage boundaries because i don't know i i think in their mind they had a very high par score for that wicket which i thought was a was perhaps a little too ambitious and they might pay the price for it thankfully surya kumar yadav's innings kind of ensured that they didn't to pay to to pay too heavy a price on that but when india started bowling right in fact it looked to me like the kind of match that we've seen many times especially the day night match uh, day night matches where the wicket is not like conducive for stroke play in the first half and because of the fact that the ball tends to skid uh, under the lights and come faster uh, that doesn't have seem to have the same effect on the team batting second so i and given the kind of start that england had i thought it's one of those unlucky matches for india like you know losing the toss batting first on a pitch like that and then bowling under lights was proving to be their undoing and then and then shami uh, shami even surpassed bumrah like after that bumrah spell i i thought you know this is peak and then shami's is a true spell right like it was really a spell he was in a spell. we were caught in a spell right it was that shami length and the shami pace and the, there's a certain rhythm that shami has when he's bowling well where we are all in on the act you know i mentioned this uh, last time i mentioned about bumra actually now i have to add shami as well uh, maybe uh, that, i'm not sure if I, when i mentioned that shami was probably not playing that match i can be completely non partisan about being i mean i'm a partisan rohit fan but i can be completely non partisan about being an india fan these days but when i see two fast bowlers bowling like that i can't help but just just enjoy it immensely as an indian cricket fan yeah i mean shami you're right i mean there's a sort of a that rhythmic uh nature to a shami spell right like you, you he's the the way he runs in it's almost like like as he's running in itself and i think i mentioned this before on the podcast it's a very ambrosian kind of feel like when curly ambrose used to run in in a certain way right you knew oh shit this is this is going to be such a bad day for the batting team he's in such great form and and i don't know shami that rhythmic nature of his comes through so well when he's at peak form i mean there is no way that you can face mohammad shami on that the seam coming out beautifully the length just exactly as he wants to and it's the skid right i mean jasprit bumrah actually i mean and bumrah has been giving some great post match quotes uh, i mean even after pakistan he corrected the uh, commentator right about that uh, reverse uh, swing when when uh, they were saying they were talking about it uh, cutting when it was actually he was talking about reverse swing in this game he made like a terrific like just like he spoke for probably a brief time but in that period also he's like number one he said under lights generally it is 
good for swing bowling um and so i went i was trying to see how much swing there was but quickly realized that there wasn't that much so i switched to seam and he talks about it as if like you know it's like a video game like he's just shifting the joystick right okay swing not working that much go to seam i'm like how what is that this guy, guy that guy is insane dude that guy is like a serious i think something is wrong with that guy like he just casually says i just watch tv how these guys bowl like wasim akram bowled and all that and i picked up on <laughs> it like dude millions of people are trying out their day in day out man and you are like what the hell are you talking about so i i genuinely think that guy is i know some some circuit has gone wrong in his head <laughs> gone right rather and and oh, the yeah, second yeah. thing he says in that uh, second question the next question that comes up about bowling under lights again it's like in a, gets on to video game mode and he says yeah we practice a lot under lights and uh, we know how it is when the dew comes in but we also know that when the temperature drops we know immediately how the uh, surface gets skiddy and we can start using it again it's like very simple right i mean okay see temperature drop okay it's going to get skiddy okay get them out it's like wait what is going on here man how can you like first of all it's one thing to break it down so well which makes him the bowler that he is but secondly to that execution of it that is the beauty of it right like i'm sure several bowlers can talk like this and say that you know this happens this happens this happens but he's able to nail it and that is the beauty of it and yeah it was it was great to talk it was great to actually hear him talk about shami and he's saying shami is one of the all time greats and and it's it's i don't know just hearing it from there i mean we always look at it's always like bumrah is the first among equals right like at least uh, when you watch him bowl but you realize how great shami is when you see him surpass bumrah on days like this and oh this was uh, terrific um yeah ashoka thoughts on days like this when shami is like at his peak no and he gets the reward because there are days when shami is at his peak but he will be like one for 40 or on a test where he'll bowl 18 overs 70 runs for one wicket and the scoreboard will not show how many times he has beaten the bat how many times he has bowled like absolute beautiful balls that would have missed the stump by like a millimeter those those days too shami is like a superstar but i'm really happy that like he got five wickets in the last match and four in this match It, because i think he's he's one of the most aesthetically pleasing bowlers to watch i mean bumrah has this you know slightly bizarre action and bizarre angles that is tough for the batsman to comprehend with shami it's very easy to comprehend i mean he he runs up straight and he bowls it with seam up and that's all that's all you have to comprehend but from that seam what that ball will do at that pace it's left it's uh, left to you and your maker i mean you have to deal with that ball now uh, so he's like kind of the opposite of bumrah in what he does he, there, there is very little you know uh, mystery if you would want to call it with shami but the things that he does it does it so well and does it so perfectly i mean it's amazing dude and he's been doing this for years now and these guys i mean it's it's the testament of indian team's strength that shami has been sitting on the bench for what three four matches and he he just got in because of uh, injury to hardik otherwise i don't think he would have played this world cup on if hardik was fit all nine matches they would have just gone with shardul or ashwin as the pitch uh, warranted and then the world cup would have been over 
because of some freak injury to hardik we are now seeing shami and shami showing boss i i am actually a great an all time an all time great bowler and you people have been treating me like some reserve guy to be sitting I mean running here and there with drinks and what not because one guy is not even in the squad i was imagining umesh bowling on this pitch yesterday he is not even <laughs> in the squad <laughs> but umesh yeah umesh yeah umesh too man umesh too would have done this was a this. umesh this was an umesh shami demolition pitch yeah this, yeah, uh, yeah i mean that's far as i saw it but that that shows you know i mean that shows that uh, i mean what has happened in the last 10 years is that indian pacers have gotten like the hang of indian pitches to an extent where it is it is not just the spinners anymore who dominate on indian pitches no i mean in fact now it's becoming like go to india i mean the captains go to the pacers first to see and if they can wreck uh, uh 11 before even turning to spinners and that is the kind of uh, transition that has happened in the last 10 years like india now is and this is becoming a specialized category also indian pacers on indian tracks this necessarily does not translate into other you know indian pacers in england or south africa or australia or wherever or the other uh, way too like some of the great bowlers uh, cummins cough cummins also struggle to uh, adjust to these conditions the yeah, way of course. these guys do yeah yeah because this has become like an like an insane speciality and and that is being talked very less about i mean i am surprised that is being talked very less about that the knowledge that these guys have garnered over the years in bowling specifically in these conditions and not just indian conditions no even in sri lanka uh, during the asia cup these guys wrecked uh, a lot of uh, uh, batting lineup so um, i i think this is india's actually uh, this is one thing that gives india an edge in this world cup that their seamers along with their spinners not just the spinners but their seamers give them a lot of control not just up front but also like between 11 to 40 i mean that that i think makes india kind of you know uh, a very very hard team to beat in this world cup yes kartikeya in uh, starting off with your preview on the game Sorry, it was a good preview <laughs> It's all Mohammad Shami's fault that it turned out wrong. Well, hey, hello. Wait, I read that preview. You told me. See, this is what happened. Okay. First of all, I said this. Uh, this guy said in England are going to give India a hard time. Then I said Ganta they will give because this is a Lucknow pitch. England are not going to do anything. Then this guy said I wrote a preview about it. Go and read. I said yes, I will read it because. I have subscribed to this guy's Substack, so I get mail. So I have no choice but to read it. It just pops up in my email. I read it and I said, "Fair enough." This guy is saying something. There must be some value to this. And at that point in time, India were like two thirty or whatever, two twenty nine for something in fifty overs. I thought, okay, for the first time in his life, I think maybe KD will make some sense. Then I'm seeing the response. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with me? First of all, that I'm listening to this guy. <laughs> I was right I as usual. I was always right. I am always right about this. <laughs> also, things. also Ashoka, just as a tangent, the number of times you are using Ganta these days, I think you are listening too much to those Pakistani YouTubers. If you and what they, Ganta ka king, Ganta oh, ka king. I have, I have, this is, I have, I have a moral obligation here to 
inform our viewers that I have found two cricketing gods. These, <laughs> I, I, I have changed my religion. I will only listen to cricket if these two guys talk cricket. Like this is now I I have my four gods that I have assembled uh, on the if I want to read something about cricket I'll go to Mufa and Johns if I want to listen to something about on cricket I'll listen to Wase and Ifi my <laughs> audio and video and text needs of cricket commentary has been covered the entire spectrum is now full and four four horsemen of the apocalypse ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, Kartikeya, not to get too serious on your preview because uh, previews are, I mean, who knows what happens in the game. Yeah. Who told Shami to use up all his good luck yesterday? What what use is it? My preview would have been right and then, you know, if India were, you know, England would have made like 210 all out and then it would have been all fine. Did you just accuse Shami of being lucky? Let's go back to the luck discussion now. <laughs> yes. using up all his luck as it is he has limited luck poor fellow and he is using it up <laughs> that's true england and rohit sharma is also using up all his luck uh rohit sharma tried all sorts of ways of getting out and failed uh he survived until he made like 80 or something like that uh he's also using up all his luck this is all turning into like you know Shami is going to get one for seventy-five in the semi-final, and Rohit Sharma is going to score six. Rohit Sharma is going to play a compulsive hook shot to a short ball in the final semi-final, and he is going to get caught at final. I, I am telling you, this is these two. I think that is. Uh, I think you are talking about Shreya Sayer, but anyway, move on. No, no, no. Shreya Sayer is not ready to final. It will be like I know. Shreya Sayer's hook shot is not going to go to the boundary line. Okay, it's. So, but but uh, one point, uh, KD, I wanted to. talk about uh, england's batting like so what so there is a reverse problem they have basically run out of luck through the tournament except for that one game against bangladesh yeah, where they but got they're also not playing well i mean uh, i mean joe root hasn't been playing well for a while you know i mean he's still a great player and he's still going to make like the occasional 70 80 but he's not i mean and come on i mean you all this this invariably happens no i mean uh, You, when you're not like in your best form, then first ball from Jasprit Bumrah, you get a searing indipper, and you know you fall over a little bit. That's that. And someone, someone, did you who which who said that Rohit uh, Joe Root missed a straight one? He didn't miss a straight one. It that's was not what, a straight uh, one. That's what uh, is you'll find in many of the English uh, media coverage of it. Yeah, is it's not mistaken. a straight one. He's not. He's not an idiot. It's not. He didn't miss a straight one. It seemed in man. It it moved in off the pitch and also in the air. That's why he fell over. And then so, and and I um, think it's okay. Even Stokes, if you miss a straight one, I don't think it makes you a bad batter anyway. Some people miss straight ones. Even first so ball from Bumrah with that pace, no, no, like, the ball is killing. Even a straight one is absolutely excusable. Yeah, but it was not. No, it, I would not. No problem if it had been a straight one, but it wasn't. I mean, it was fairly classic bowling. You know, you you get a new batsman, first ball, you want to make him play, and Bumrah did that. Like it was like textbook fast bowling, like with the new ball. And yeah, it, Jasprit Bumrah's indipper is a damn good indipper. It's it's fast. It's on a very very good length. You know. Uh, I mean, when they are bowling well, when Bumrah and Shami are bowling well, no, their their mastery of length is just something to behold. 
ఎస్పెషలీ <laughs> especially by bumrah you should never listen no. to because no, 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 i think kedi you should listen to bumrah like uh, was it uh, you know when kohli had uh, had a sent from captaincy or something and he was asked who should captain he said it doesn't matter you know we know what to do we've been here for a while i know how to bowl and batters know how to bat <laughs> you should listen to no, him. I, i think he's also like dhoni is also figured out that anyway see we have to give these guys some little you know distract them a bit also with all these little analogies this that and all so then uh, then they're happy then they're like you know okay we've got that funny anecdote so i think he's figured that out also but he's always said that you remember there was a lovely interview of his by uh, of him by uh, ian bishop and sean pollock for the icc youtube channel or something a few years back in which he talks about it he talks about it in quite a bit of detail about how he he modeled his bowling after like bowlers that he watched on tv and pretty much all his first coaching primary sort of coaching came from watching cricketers on tv so i mean it's, it's the guy is incredibly talented and he's able to convert something that he sees like like a visual sort of cue into an executable craft it's unbelievable but but the thing is see mahesh all of us have watched uh, people on tv and tried to bowl like you know imitate them at our own very low level and all but it's not that no like there's something so much more than that that he's doing that uh, to reduce it to no, this no that's my, that's quite... my point that's my point the 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 takeaway for me is not that you can watch tv and do that the takeaway for me is bumrah is so good that he can watch something on tv and convert that into something that he can execute the the underlying underlining thing here is bumrah skill you know see i have a theory about why they were all trying to run down the pitch and attack yesterday uh, the ball is gripping in a pitch the ball is you know not like the wicket is not plumb you know the ball is not just bouncing and coming straight right so you can't really hit anything on the rights yeah, and you can't really deflect much either you know because when the when the pitch is true you can sort of you know hit it from off stump to square leg or outside off stump to square leg and this is uh, pretty dangerous to do uh, on this bit so you know if you remember there were like one or two leading edges and what not happened yesterday so all the usual scoring shots are not available to them and you have like the five fielders inside the ring so they have to from time to time they have to take chances and they took a lot of chances it's just that they lost four wickets Uh, even even in england they did the same thing i mean uh, this uh, uh, david malan who shot trying to play a forcing shot on the back foot uh ben stokes was out trying to play attempt a second forcing shot in the same over after he smashed one but he did straight to the fielder 
if we praise indian bowling this much and we have not even gotten to kuldeep and jadeja who bowled very well yesterday it is i think it is slightly unfair to ask then why the english batters did not perform because this answers that question no like the indian bowlers were very tough to get out much uh, tough to score runs against they didn't give much to the english batters no and the conditions favored them and, and i mean i don't know man see even i don't know what happened to this uh, england team why they have lost five out of the six matches probably such things happen i can't find fault with the quality of players that they have bought and and nasser is fair when he says that this is the same team that won you two world cup so what the hell is your problem now there is a, there, maybe it's a case of bad luck maybe it's a case of you know tiredness or uh, they have like know, i think to some extent it's because like they've been bowled out for 215 171 they don't really have a bowler to whom they can throw the ball and say, get me a wicket. And they had that in 2019. You know, or Archer was getting them wickets whenever they throw in the ball. And now England don't have that. So, they're never going to be in a game where, you know, the opposition has made an underpass score. So, their batting is now constantly having to like, you know, produce par or over par. And that they're not going to do. I mean, they've done it all year. I mean, that just looking at their scores, uh, and even in the first couple of games of this World Cup, right? I mean, they made what 282 against New Zealand, 364 against Bangladesh, and after that, they've had a problem. The teams have bad runs. I mean, India had a bad run in the 2021 T20 World Cup. No, I mean it's like you can't get a hit. No, I mean you just everything you try is not working. And no, this I mean, uh, there was an interesting discussion actually on Sky about exactly this uh, between uh, Owen Morgan. Their, you know, World Cup winning captain in 2019, of course. And then uh, Nasser Hussain. And basically, Owen Morgan, when Ben Stokes played that, uh, I mean, Ben Stokes played that first shot that you spoke about when he smashed it and it went straight to the fielder, right? So he was actually saying that this is exactly how Ben Stokes should play. Because yeah. the because of the dew, it is also good that what he's trying to do is he's trying to hit the ball towards the boundary to get it softened up, wet up. And that's a strategy that a lot of batting teams have, you know, they like, they do, because you need to sort of wet up, the uh, get the ball wet to so that the bowlers can't grip it. And that's like one in-game strategy. That is one thing he said. The other thing he said was very interesting is that when Nasser Hussain mentioned that you built a team which is basically attack, attack, attack. But he said there must be a point of time, like they did in 2019, like the final, for instance. It was not a high-scoring game. It was like a 240 game, right? So he said there are instances when even your team did know when to bide their time and when to stop attacking and when to, like, you know, just consolidate for a bit. But Morgan said, see, yeah, that's all fine when you're playing well. But when you're not, the first thing you want to do is you want to, like, you know, get into that sort of frame where you're thinking clearly you're like okay now this is i'm hitting fine so now i can consolidate but now england are still not going past that step only no they are like the moment they do something 
they invariably the moment they try something after two three times they're getting out so where is that time in which you actually find that space to shift your gear and all that and one of the criticisms morgan had was that some of the batters today went against their instinct he said bairstow getting out not playing an attacking shot is is bad for me like more uh, batters getting out playing defensive shots is actually something that i don't like i would rather them just try and hit the ball and get out yeah. so that's was true. interesting for his point but it's also yeah. that you know it's also that you know where is the you can say okay wait for the bad ball wait for the bad ball wait for the bad ball bide your time firstly ball is seeming right so you could get a jaffa if you if you wait for the bad ball but the thing about this indian lineup is where is the bad ball going to come from you know who's who's going to give you like that half tracker every other over you know the, the small chance of hardik giving it to you is also gone yeah that guy uh, turned his ankle and now he's out you know so <laughs> you have to counter attack you know you have to take a chance you know this was also the thing about you know uh, way back when you know when india used to play against that very good australia and india were pretty average you know then you could used to have to go after the australian new ball bowlers cuz you can't let them bowl you, know? you you can't you just you can't just sit and wait for them to offer you something you have to go after them and it was the right idea to go after shami going after shami made a lot of sense at that time you know uh, because you know shami does go for runs you know so shami is a as a one day bowler he's very much in the mitchell stark mold you know he there's no sort of in between with he, he either gets you out or he gets hammered because he's attacking all the time so you have to fight you have to go after him and sundays is not going to work you know so i don't i don't think england have a problem with their approach or with their personnel i think england have a problem with their bowling i mean I, the, the the thing is that they and and the thing is that the 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 problem england have is that the type of bowling they've got no it goes much further uh, in when the conditions are like those in england or australia then it does when the conditions are like those in india cuz i mean mohin and rashid and livingstone are not really not like i mean they are they are prone to offering a lot of bad balls you know lot, they miss their length a lot uh, the between the three of them and even even they had a pretty good outing yesterday uh i mean compared to them then jadeja and kuldeep are way more accurate and it was i mean it was never going to, it, it was never going to be easy for for england i mean I, it's it's a it's a really simple thing jadeja and kuldeep are accurate and they basically the only shot they offer attacking shot they offer the batsman is for the batsman to sweep from the stumps and you know when the ball is turning a, just a little bit like it was yesterday that's a risky thing so and uh, throughout this world cup apart from daryl mitchell i mean nobody has managed to even hit kuldeep you would think kuldeep is an option for them to hit but there is not he's been so good that yeah. nobody has been able to get away that thing also there's another point here which i think is important to mention is that people said chasing 229 why are these guys playing like this just take five singles and over and you're through take four singles and over and you're in the game 
but with the modern rules it doesn't work that way you know with the number of fielders you have in the circle uh, it is a much better option to go to try and go uh, go after the bowling rather than you know trying to get four five singles right i mean it, it's not they did no they tried in the first 10 overs to nudge it here and there and they lost four wickets no how did malan yeah. get out malan didn't get out trying to hit a boundary he tried to nudge it down gone basto tried to nudge it down gone so what so they did exactly that they tried to take singles they tried to put it in the gaps gone i think it's also very important to mention that there are a lot of the bat i mean we speak about it a lot often in test cricket also a lot of the batting today is not is very fundamentally different from the batting of the past in that most a lot of it is not rooted in defense like the first the, a lot of the batting today is rooted in run run making and run scoring so invariably the swings will be vast i mean you will get days when teams score 400 you will get days when teams get all out for 129 i mean that's simply because they're going for it no it's not like the first thought in their head is not leave or defend the first thought in their head is where do i score so even when you're chasing 229 they're looking to score they're not looking to you know play out 10 overs for 20 runs and and then because what because after that who's coming Jadeja is coming. You're not going to get much after that. Kuldeep is coming, and Shami and Bumrah are in like bowling in this zone, and so you have only Siraj, and even Siraj can get into a zone, as we know. So what? There's absolutely no leeway here. Yeah, but I, but the point is also that the counter attack is a good idea because you don't really have that many options, you know, because of the quality of the bowling. You know, the quality of the bowling is forcing. all these sort of choices on them like bangladesh england and pakistan in this in this world cup so far all three of the teams they have not been at their level you know they have all been like you know 5 10% below their level you know and wait, wait i'll i'll agree with bangladesh i'll not agree with pakistan i think pakistan are playing at their level this is kind of what i expected you can say that they lost to afghanistan but i don't think you know uh, they are playing at you know uh, at a, they are underperforming or anything they i don't brought- know. i i think pakistan would have i think pakistan should have brought abrar because they need wickets you know and this is not exactly news and pakistan haven't got like where except for shaheen where are the wickets coming for for them and england don't even have a shaheen you know this is hey. england england should have got uh, oli robinson they should have got their test attack basically see pakistan yeah. they don't have a test spinner you can say abrar but abrar is just two or three i mean he just played that one series against pakistan i mean against england what they, what you are looking for is a bowler of yasir shah's quality right that i don't think pakistan have and that's why Or they ajmal yeah said ajmal but his bowling action is suspect <laughs> so anyways so that is what they were looking for but they don't have that and they bought shadab and nawaz and osama mir but i i mean the other problem that they have is they have like you know uh, they don't have hitter hitter i mean you can say iftikhar hits but you know uh, compared to other teams they don't have hitters of that caliber they have a uh, you know a top 5 full of accumulators so pakistan underperforming they have not underperformed at all i think they have performed as much as they have to perform they have done they have beaten netherlands they have beaten sri lanka 
and against sri lanka they did chase 340 they did well and then you know they lost to india which is not a surprising result what they what people consider surprising is that how badly they lost afghanistan you know they made 280 and they lost it with afghanistan just losing two wickets and controlling the chase that well that was a bit surprising against south africa they played south africa right no they didn't yeah, play yeah, yeah that, that they that lost in that problem. last over I yeah the, that, that was the problem with, for pakistan against afghanistan they didn't even look like getting a wicket you know i mean that i mean it's not just that they didn't look like getting a wicket it the their field setting suggested that they were not even looking for a wicket i mean afghanistan needed a run a ball over the last 15 overs and pakistan when they were allowed four fielders on the boundary they had four when they are allowed five after the 40th over they had five when and, and even was, even shahin afridi he, he was keep holding him back for the last two overs right like yeah, for what i mean they're playing a 50 or they're trying to play a 50 over game i mean i don't understand why i mean so it is like it's it's not i mean i think you know basically babar azam has very little confidence that his bowlers are going to be able to do anything for it you know he's he sort of basically looking for some individual miracle you know which means basically something like uh, you know uh, some bowler taking a freakish hat trick or something like that for him you know no but uh, to be to be thing, fair the kind they, of thing they didn't they used to do 20 years ago that kind of thing he's hoping for No, but but to be fair against south africa he did the reverse i mean he bowled out the fast bowlers and all that but in the end they couldn't they didn't have enough uh, for the spinners to yeah, finish it off yeah because they have a lot of weak bowlers no they have that their last 20 overs are i mean i look i think they really i mean they can't they, they don't have the sort of bench where they can afford to lose nasib you know uh, it's like india losing bumrah you know but india still have uh, jadeja and kuldeep and they haven't got that you know so that experience they haven't got you know i mean both with jadeja is more than 200 one day wickets kuldeep has more than 100 one day wickets you know they don't have that so the, the and and babar they play as though they are just they accept that they don't have that you know they so they they put the field as defensively as possible and hope that somebody makes a mistake that's that's their idea and uh, afghanistan were so awesome i mean they just i mean that them left set third wicket pair uh, they were absolutely like they they played like you know seasoned veteran professionals you know they knew exactly what they had to do they knew exactly uh, you know when they needed one or two boundaries you know they they played out the good good overs you know it's like they they batted as though they knew that you know yeah a run a ball for the last 13 14 overs was trivial and they did made it look like that it's it's a interesting comparison right this is pretty much what people were saying england should have done against india but that is the difference between the indian bowling and the pakistani bowling because you can do that against pakistan you can get i mean that was also better that, wicket better that, wicket that a, number 1 but number 2 you can get 5 and 6 and over without any sort of risk without any issue there but whatever yeah. so that there is a huge difference in who you're facing too but just think about it this way had afghanistan won that first game against bangladesh in dharamshala and the way bangladesh are playing that could have easily happened 
then they are serious semi final contenders at this point like they they, they would yeah. have uh, yeah so yeah i mean after this uh, this this sri lanka game is by no means if afghanistan win it by no means will it be an upset no i think now this world cup it's clear that there is no like afghanistan and netherlands are good enough for us to stop using yeah to stop using the word upset uh, when okay, when they start when they win no no beat, you can use the you can use the word yeah it's an upset you you can use I mean, the word upset i mean the team losing will be upset but other than <laughs> that it is not an upset also anybody beating india now can be you can be can turn an upset right this is this is how the team has been playing like i'm sure what if sri lanka beats india now it's a, i would say it's a huge upset uh, so yeah sure anyway so just, um, just to go back uh, go back to this india point i mean uh, kadi mentioned this uh, somewhere about hardik pandya and he's been talking about it quite a bit in fact i prefer this team i prefer this no hedge lineup that india plays like it's like a very pure like five specialist batters five specialist bowlers and a keeper kind of i mean six specialist batters including the keeper and five bowlers i i like it i like the fact that there's no hedge they're like they're going to have one bad day you just hope it's not a semi final or a final no also also the thing is that even when the batting has an off day right like i would you can term yesterday an off day but the bowling makes up for it so maybe they won't have a bad day how do you know maybe they go through undefeated what did you make of that uh, mad mad game between australia and new zealand that was a good game i think new zealand could reach a situation where they don't win any other game now they are just it, stuck on eight points you said that when even when new zealand lose they don't lose by a lot they are I, I mean i would love to i would love to check uh, their record on this because in the world cups i want to know how many teams i i don't remember a time when new zealand lost to i mean to... did india thump them in 2003 you now you're saying india is like uh, uh, minnow what in 2003 what <laughs> no but you said they don't sure... lose to anybody oh no 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 i didn't mean that i said i said number one my first point was that uh, they don't lose to like a netherlands or uh, i i would like to know how many times they have lost to a team that has qualified for the world cup for instance okay i don't want to use the word minnow so i meant teams like uh, lower rank teams uh, like that. like lighter okay say science. the bottom huh? ms dhoni uses the word lighter uses the phrase uh, okay, lighter lighter, lighter sides of course the ms dhoni has figured out the correct vocabulary for these things so lighter teams that's and a north number... indian north indian translation man halka 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 <laughs> and number 2 i want to know in the league stage not in the knockout in the, in the league stage how many times have they lost by massive margins to teams it will be good to it be good record because i think new zealand are good man i mean they even when they lose they lose by they lose with respectability there is always that they don't get pumped like that often but of course i may be just going on vibes here i'd like to check the record but yeah that game i never thought that they were going to win it but somehow they just kept being there being there being there nisham then that fellow is henry bold they are also coming and hitting little bit here there pretty deep batting i must say actually apart I, from i always uh, thought it was going to be close but i i thought with both pakistan and new zealand uh when australia made like 370 or whatever it is that they made i thought that you know the chase would be on for a long time but in the end australia would survive uh you know 
Yeah, I always thought Australia is going to win that match. Maybe because the wickets were falling uh, so regularly. Yeah, and also, Australia, they are really heavily dependent on Zampa to get wickets. Yeah, Yeah, he's their only quality spinner, no? Other than that, Maxwell and Head are part-time, almost. Maxwell is part-time. But I, I, I get the feeling that, you know, they play Maxwell because they think he's got a lot of experience of playing in India, which he does. Uh, no. Uh, I mean, they, they have to play Maxwell anymore. <laughs> what do you mean they play Maxwell? Mitchell Stark finally played a game in which he didn't get a wicket in the World Cup. Uh, oh yeah, the streak got broken. I saw that. Yeah. 12 or 13 games. But, I mean, they are, they've played like uh, Pakistan and New Zealand on absolute roads, man. I mean, that and like, you know, David Warner is the happiest guy in in all of Australia right now. <laughs> because the you mean David has, David David Pushparaj as he calls himself these days. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, so the thing I is, thought, what what we discussed uh, actually ended up being true, right? With Australia and New Zealand, as Ashoka had said, their schedules were very deceptive to start with, and now they are on equal points. And for all you know, I mean, Australia have still have. Uh, quote-unquote, uh, light teams, lighter teams coming, but New Zealand don't. So, yeah. And Australia play on batting surfaces. Like, they play England, England at Ahmedabad, uh, Afghanistan at Wankade, and Bangladesh in Pune. So, these are, you know, batting-friendly conditions. So, you know, that is good yeah, for them. Uh, that's uh, though this World Cup schedule is generally good for them because like it's not like they are going to play a semi-final in Chennai or Lucknow, no. So I mean, yeah, both the semi-finals are. Uh, I mean, we still haven't. Uh, I mean, Eden Eden generally tends to be a road. We saw one game at Eden, but that game is. I don't know if that uh, Bangladesh batting is any indication of the surface that we'll get. No, I Let's think see. I think Eden is going to be one of those. Last, last of uh, now that Chennai's quota is over, and I think 1996, quota. man, that is the that is the proper analogy. Oh, it's going to it. spin in the spin in the second innings. Okay. Yeah, somebody is mm. going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope. I just hope that it ends with the crying and not the other stuff that happened at the end of that game. I know who's going to cry. You know, it is going to spin. India is going to win. Only Ashwin fans will cry because he will not be in the level. <laughs> one thing, one thing we must mention though is that when we did the preview right for this World Cup, we got quite a few things right. Uh, we we spoke about yes. uh, South we Africa. We must New mention Zealand. how we were right. Yes, this is this is. But absolutely we must important. also mention we must also mention where we were wrong. And well, I we was thought, wrong actually. No, all of us. We really thought uh, Bangladesh had a very good team and for these conditions and we thought that they are they will be they may end up being semi-final contenders but that has been so badly wrong they have been like I don't know I don't know what has happened to that team I guess it's uh, I mean I won't say Bangladesh conditions and Indian conditions are the same and they haven't played in India for a long time we qualified all that but uh, even then they have looked such a shadow of the team that they lost to England man they lost to England (laughs) They got hammered, by the way. Yeah, I mean, in this England World went Cup. and scored 300 something against them. Probably the only time English batting came together in this World Cup. See, their batting is one thing, but their spinners also have been largely awful. 
it's not like they have that then they haven't even played three spinners in games that they could have in in one in chennai they didn't even play three spinners man on a pitch that was helping so yeah oh, so you, we must you were talking about uh, bangladesh no uh, uh, earlier on the chat and yeah and then the, you know i don't know if it was you or ashoka or somebody you posted the thing about like what is uh, tamim not coming and not getting picked and some controversy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. tamim and so shakib yeah if this is a this becomes a becoming a pattern no and in all the tournaments we've seen it's always like a pattern no like when a team is not doing well like england like on morgan says there's something wrong there must be a rift you know 2007 india rift no 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 wait no. wait wait no, like pakistan unlike, by the way pakistan no, no. rift it's like i don't understand like how is it that every time a team does uh, is in is, unlike is, is unlike not playing well it's a rift unlike all the other things that you mentioned where they may be cricketing reasons this rift was done in public because in bangladesh they have a cricketing culture where they believe that <laughs> if if there is something that has to be talked inside doors they should come out on the streets attach three four microphones and then attach three four loudspeakers to those microphones and tell the world about it that i don't like shakib and then shakib will come and say i don't like you either then you should say no then i will not play the world cup then shakib no, will say fine not, ashoka this is not unusual right i mean the australians under war there were a lot of people who didn't like each other right? of course man of course but yeah. see, the pro- point is the they made no secret of the fact that they didn't like each other but they were no, no, no. fine fine no, no. here's when the point you're wait, winning wait, wait, a lot wait wait there is a point here in this case tamim not showing up for the world cup meant that 5000 or 6000 runs of experience did not come into the world cup and and bangladesh batting is very young man they have tanzid at opening for them imagine tamim instead of tanzid they would have gotten better starts they would have gotten 20 30 runs more which would have mattered to them you know though, i mean this this is what i'm saying that if you exclude let's say rohit sharma out of the indian team it's not going to suffer much but your you know india is going to be yeah they'll just play ishan kishan they'll be just as good <laughs> but rohit sharma carries with him 10000 runs of odi experience no so that that makes a difference is what my point is my point is not that you know because of this rift and all that but it is understandable that because of rifts you lose out on players because of internal politics you lose out on players who could add more value to your 11 or your 15 that yeah. is the point i was trying to make and and yeah. owen morgan's point is that uh, there has i mean he is also saying that i mean he is uh, speculating about rifts and all but he is also saying that there could be a time when teams start don't think clearly enough and that is fair enough i think that I mean you yeah. make bad choices from time to time and that happens i mean it may be a result of uh, some bickering or it may just be a result of bad cricketing decision full stop so yeah but i thought i thought i think the match of the week now with all due respect to guldeep yadav and chatin chadeja and david warner and all the match of the week was when like shamsi and ngidi i'm like south africa out of that joke you know no power man you know power man that navas every time such situations come into play babar gives him only the ball somehow that guy gets caught <laughs> yeah. four runs to defend five runs to defend he will be like my career is ruined because people will only remember these two things about me now 
But there's another point about that South Africa win, which is a counterpoint to everybody who says, actually, our friend Couch, uh, Subhash, he's also of the view that there are some pitches on which you should do, like, you should game for like 150 for two in 40 overs and then see what you can get in the last time. Uh, but South Africa basically went for it. They were way ahead of the ask. And so, even though like they lost wickets and the last pair had to get a few runs, uh, or last couple of pairs had to get a few runs, uh, it was, there was no question of the, them ever running out of balls. You know, they had plenty of balls, you know, so, being ahead in the game helps South Africa without question. No, no, it does. It does. I think, see, they have built, they are going the England way, the way England used to go in that 2016 to whatever, even till recently. And they are keen for that, to be honest. I mean, they don't no, really I don't have think so. for accumulation. I don't think, but I think after number seven, I don't think they bat deep enough to go that way throughout. So what happens is, after uh, Janssen, Marco Janssen, and then you the drop is steep. So it's not like Maharaj and uh, Ingidi and these uh, Rabada and all can go the same way. So that is where their sort of blip is. England had batting till 10, if you remember. Like even And even like uh, Mark Wood was a hitter, no? Like he can make South up. South Africa time. also did a second right thing, which is to leave out Rabada and play an extra spinner, which is what I think Australia should do. But sadly, Australia don't have that extra spinner. Uh, they yeah, but that was Chennai, uh, right? In Chennai, you would play the second spinner. But Australia don't play on those pitches anymore. Uh, they play mostly on roads, That's I think. True. Coming back to that South Africa-Pakistan match anyways, but that argument of, you know, you accumulate and then see how much uh, you can make in the last 10. I think that applies to Pakistan as well when they batted first. They got all out in like 46 overs. They, they, they got all out with 20 more balls to spare. I mean, they and they've done have, that through uh, the tournament. They've hardly yeah. batted 50 overs through the tournament. That's what I'm saying. So, they you can hear Shastri, no? We have to use yeah, yeah, yeah. up the 50 Always overs. Always bat 50 overs. Have to bat 50 overs. No, the point is that, see, that's, they, they don't, see, that's the problem. So, they have far too many accumulators up top. Like, their top five are all accumulators. They are not hitters. Abdul Ashafi, Iman, uh, Babar, Rizwan, and then South Shakil. South Shakil is supposed to be a number three batsman, apparently. He, what he happened to, to the guy who Ramiz Raja memorably referred to as fucker? That guy, I don't know, man. I don't know with these Pakistan guys, man. They either have fever or they have injuries, some unexplained injuries. <laughs> but anyways, this is what is the problem with that team. That team can't score 350-360 reliably. That team can't defend 270-280 reliably. So, you have set up a team to do nothing. Yeah, I mean, you at least set up a team to do one kind of thing in this World Cup. So, South Africa. Yeah, that I mean, Pakistan is set up to do nothing. So, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, South Africa, I... at least... South Africa, see, the thing is, South Africa seem to, like, have a certain base of playing. Like, they are playing in a certain way and they will play it irrespective of conditions. And, of course, they will lose against Netherlands. They might have lost against Pakistan. But that's fine. No, you're still, like, you know what you're doing. That The, the clarity is there. But... Uh, yeah, the Pakistan is neither here or there. But what about that most important issue in that South Africa Pakistan game? Umpires call. Like, why are we not? Why are we missing out on the great point of umpires call? 
Can I can I can I, <laughs> can I leave this podcast I think I'm done right now I think you guys can talk about this very important issue of un- umpire's call and yeah, I am also because, done I I because, have, I have exhausted <laughs> what what to say man seriously these guys keep repeating technology has to be 100% about what about a thing that never happened in the first place but it's no, like Arbhajan Singh so- Arbhajan Singh seems to know less about DRS in 2023 than he did in 2017 and 2018. How is that possible? Like, this is not serious. The, no, the thing is, what is important to note is that even like cricketers who have played at the elite level, right, and cricketers who have a say in ways in which the ICC functions, like many of these cricketers have sat on the uh, cricket panel to make uh, calls on DRS. They take decisions on the future of DRS. but they don't understand how umpire's call work that is seriously worrying like you drive a, people drive cars all the time people drive bikes all the time bikes break down all the time cars break down you get flat tires this that that is technology messing up no what you're okay with that but suddenly when it comes to this you want like you know perfect 100% you know technology. i'll tell you the i'll tell you the best joke about all this you know there is, on youtube uh, these guys these pakistani guys have this panel shows where they talk after matches it has wasim uh, misba moin and Shur yeah 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 i've yeah? seen videos there yeah 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 so moin is saying moin moin khan is saying that uh, i know technology can't be 100% so let's do one thing uh, let's uh, keep a guy there in that room wherever drs is the technology will make the decision and the guy sitting in that room that cricket expert he should be a former cricketer or he should be a former umpire who will then evaluate the decision made by the drs and then say whether oh, it's out or not out interesting <laughs> so then once that guy makes it wrong we will have another guy sitting next to that guy who will huh. then evaluate when this i mean by moin and just moin toss a coin man moin khan's yes. argument it is like that infinite turtles like the entire world population <laughs> will be sitting right next to each other evaluating like the n minus 1 to persons decision this is all yeah, new ways. possible answers yeah exactly and this is all new ways to find new scapegoats no to say no 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 it is not this fault technology's fault it is that guy's fault no it is actually not his fault it is the fault of the guy who is supervising him so basically they should employ arpajan singh to do that job <laughs> we have done episodes on umpiring we have done episodes on umpiring uh, umpire's call and all we'll i link all that but fundamental point is this is not a system of justice boss this is not like you see something and you are like it is out first of all you don't even know it is out because the ball has never even hit the stump there is no question of saying it is out but it is you you it has never happened some predictive model which is deciding whether the umpire's judgment is right or wrong now this whole thing has become a situation of the technology is imperfect and batsmen are being served injustice what is going on here no no uh, we have to i like um, i like this suggestion i think harpajan singh should immediately be employed to evaluate <laughs> all india home test matches you know at least you know ashwin will stop getting test wickets <laughs> i think i think he should harpajan uh, singh will apply harpajan singh will apply the like the doctored pitch uh, correction you know this is like you know how can he get all these wickets in a doctored pitch i am not going to give this out this no no and i would suggest i would suggest do it retrospectively also so even ashwin's wickets <laughs> in the past they need to be annulled also harpajan singh's motivation to call out 
this umpire's call against pakistan is the best part about this he says tomorrow you don't know in finals india may get one of the one such decisions against them so he is fighting for an event which has not yet occurred so he is about an for, event that has not occurred which is yeah about how- an event that has not occurred which is the ball hitting the stumps so he is fighting a hypothetical with a hypothetical and calling nasser hussein a paid you know a crony of the drs system that is actually question. technically true huh? nasser hussein and all the commentators are precisely that they are paid cronies of the system <laughs> <laughs> no i think But, see the dean this part is see i don't care if uh, these people are just randomly shouting into the air and nobody is listening but the dangerous part is many of them uh, are very influential in the way this whole system functions and is put in place mm-hmm. and it's shocking that there is such a shallow understanding of it at that level i mean given that they've played the game and they should watch the game isn't this i think it's hard to get but they should make an attempt to get at least i mean kumar sangakara is trained as a lawyer he used to be president of the mcc you know is going to be in in all sorts of high level committees he has not one clue about how this thing works yeah i have no idea what uh, it's i mean either uh, one thing that uh, suggestion that did come up is maybe they just shouldn't show the what the ball does after it goes to the you know passes the no i uh, think they should leave everything as it is and ignore these people it's yeah then but uh, they but, don't but if they don't but if they don't show that will lead to even more chatter no oh they, more they hit this foul play. more suspicion yeah, foul play i'll take foul that chatter man i'll take that chatter i'll just cut out all these visuals just the umpire asks the uh, guy upstairs is that out that guy says no, ask, or let yes, me ask bachi yeah no and what is the big deal about that that vanderdusen right there was that uh, uh, one frame that was showing missing and one frame i mean it it flipped one frame was showing hitting and one frame was showing missing but that became such a big thing it's like okay see this is the proof that all this is messed up and all that I'm like oh my god i mean the bottom line is this whole thing came up for tv it is like see this whole it has become a tv spectacle and it is actually causing more harm than good i feel like you know it is uh, making umpires into like these uh, uh, characters who everyone can pile on and they take eroded the respect of the umpire completely simply because of the fact that something is showing that uh, something is like 2 centi- two whatever millimeters off seriously like you've never you've never made a judgment call that is 2 millimeters off in your life No, no, no. But but for people who believe that uh, an umpire who is judging real time one forty kilometers per hour of, of, of bowling uh, missing by two millimeter is wrong, then they are going to pile on the umpire any which way. In fact, they will pile on even more if you don't have BRS. So the point is that you don't change a very elegant and a working system to please the gallery. I mean, the gallery is the gallery for a reason, right? So I think we should just ignore the noise and move on, which is what the cricket world is doing. I mean, the DRS is a. I mean, especially for someone who was present at uh, at 2008 Sydney, you should you should appreciate the fact that the DRS helps. It helps. Uh, I think it helps uh, cricket. I'm I, I'm wondering if it helps the umpires anyway. Anyway, look, uh, here's a. You don't even have to do anything about. You don't have to know anything about DRS or anything. You just have to know like simple subtraction. Okay. let's say that uh, in the average match when you have two umpires they make n mistakes okay then with drs some of them some number k out of n 
are going to get corrected. So when you have DRS, you will have a match with n minus k mistakes, as opposed to a match with n mistakes. It follows that the match with n minus k mistakes is less error prone than the match with n mistakes. So DRS is a good thing. You don't even need anything. You don't even need to know anything. You just need to know like what you learned in second standard. You know subtraction. That's all. No, that is all. That is all totally fine. I just hope that when the cricket committee is formed next. I just hope that the people on it at least understand how the system works. Otherwise, it's just going to make. I mean, you're just what you're uh, not. You're, you're no, make, no. framing a I set of like, rules. To be that, fair, to be fair to the cricket committee, the cricket committee does. Uh, I mean, the whole committee system. There are a lot of people there. They they employ uh, consultants and all that. That is not like as capricious as the Arbhajan Singh uh, screaming into a camera. Okay, that's it's not like that. I mean, I know for a fact that like Kumble ran this, and you know, uh, but I also know for a fact that you know, last time when they changed the the umpire's call, the size of the umpire's call zone, you know, uh, previously the umpire's call was wider for height than it was for 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 line, you know, because height is harder to estimate than than line in DRS uh, in in ball tracking. Uh, and then uh, this Tendulkar and uh, Sangakara and all went on a rampage uh, three three years ago and, and and went on this thing where, oh, just get rid of umpires, call this, that. So the compromise that Kumble and the committee struck uh, is that they said, okay, we will we will make uh, the the umpires call equal for height and height 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 and width. Now that's not a good compromise, but there, that's a uh, like a that, that's like you know uh, taking one step towards a compromise and you know keeping everybody happy. So the 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 umpires like Taufel and Kumble and all these people they 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 so far they've run things properly. Now who knows if the next chairman of the ICC cricket committee is Harbhajan Singh, then anything is possible. But I, somehow I think that's unlikely. Thank you, everybody. Uh, this uh, podcast has uh, reached territory that we have covered in other podcasts before. So I will stop at this point. Um, 81allout.com is our website. At 81allout is our Twitter handle. Uh, you can uh, please rate and review our podcast in whichever uh, sort of... Uh, a platform you're listening. You can also read some of the books we have republished. War Minus the Shooting by Mike Marcusi is uh, a good time to read now with the World Cup here. That was uh, about the 1996 World Cup. We also published uh, Cricket Beyond the Bazaar by Mike Coward and The Summer Game by Gideon Hay. Uh, thank you so much for all of you who have been contributing to Coffee. ko-fi.com slash 81allout. Um, for those who haven't and would love to it'll be great if you can uh, chip in an amount of your choice or you can put in a monthly renew, uh, renewing sort of uh, subscription um, we're really grateful for all of you who are chipping in and makes makes us happy and all your comments also make us happy keep them coming and you can even uh, slam us in whichever way you want just don't uh, abuse though because what uh, our website does is if it finds some abuse it will immediately put it to spam so we may not even uh, see it. So anyway, healthy uh, civil discussions always welcome. Uh, we'll join you in about a week's time to review the current week of 
happenings in the World Cup. India will play two games by then, one against uh, Sri Lanka and one against South Africa. Looking forward to both. And uh, take care. Good night. India have won the series. They're going to get back for two. India at home. Lords goes wide.